0: Well, hey, becoming me. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Brewster. Brewster, welcome to Becoming Me.
1: I can't believe I made the cut. Like, I'm so honored to get to be here. This is awesome.
0: You, I feel like I've been a part of the OG Becoming Me.tv cuz you've been cheering <laughs> me on from the beginning. So For
1: sure. I'm a big fan, for sure. So
0: well, I'm a big fan of you. And, you know, if somebody wasn't familiar with Stephen Brewster, they didn't know who you were, just give us like who is Brewster?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Who is Brewster? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I think probably the most important stuff is like, um, I'm married to Jackie who's been on with you before and she's a, a rock star. And, uh, I've got four awesome kids that are the most important thing ever. And, um, super proud of them and I help churches. So that's kind of like, In a nutshell, I think that's probably what it is.
0: And y'all, I mean, I'm a big fan of the entire Brewster family. Um, Jackie, we've shared her becoming story. She's been on Warrior Conversations with us. Um, So I just love your family so much. You guys helped me become who God made Emily to be. So thank you for that.
1: Well, we'd love having a small part in your story for sure.
0: You have a big part, not just a small (laughs) part, a big part. Um, But you know, this, this is all about your story, right? Becoming stories, how we're becoming who God designed us to be. So I would love for you to just take some time right now and unpack your journey. Like what's made Brewster who Brewster is.
1: Oh gosh. I mean, unlike you, I'm old. And so I've got a lot of things that have probably made made that journey. I mean, you know, the way I grew up, you know, my parents were missionaries, so we kind of grew up around the world. And um, that's a different view and experience and exposure that is um, like, it's definitely formative, for sure. Um, You know, I, I, I love sports. And so early on in life, that was a big thing for me. And I think that formed a lot of leadership stuff and then um i fell in love with music and that really drove creatively Mm -hmm. kind of a part of who god made me to be and then um ultimately though it's probably if if what what makes a person i think is their relationship with faith Mm -hmm. their relationship with failure um and then their relationship with grace and so those three things probably come together to be the most formative of 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 all of it. So
0: No, that's powerful. And how did you faith failure and grace? How did you yeah. discover those three pillars in your journey? Like what made those three words stand out to you? What made that become so important to you?
1: Yeah, well, it's so funny. So I would say that failure probably leads the way for the grace and the faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I think, I mean, I think being around ministry my whole life, I always knew of God. But I think when you get into some complicated situations, that's where you kind of figure out how formative your faith is and how foundational it is in your life. Mm -hmm. And so the failure kind of drives the other two, right? And so if you're going to make mistakes, some are forced errors, some are unforced errors and learning how to navigate those really exposes where your faith is at Mm -hmm. and exposes your need for grace. And, uh, Jackie and I always say like, you want to give grace to the level you'd want it given to you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I think that, I think failure really, uh, if it was one thing, it's Mm -hmm. failure. Right. And, um, and so I think that,
0: yeah you no, know I've not powerful. thought of
1: that question before, but I think that's probably the the place where it is. Yeah.
0: Is there a specific, and if there's not, totally okay, because I'm springing this question at you. Um, oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, you, have me, you have me curious, you know, because it, obviously it seems like failure, it truly has become that pivotal piece for you that reveals mm-hmm. a lot about the direction that you're moving, the person you're becoming, um, the faith that you need, the grace that you need, right? And um, and yeah. that relationship with Jesus. Was there a point in your story where you really woke up to like, I need to lean into this failure and see what it's exposing about me. Was there a specific point you can pinpoint or just is this in general over your life?
1: Oh gosh. I mean, I, so I don't, I mean, for me, I don't know that there was one specific failure, right? I think Mm -hmm. there's multiple failures and, and, and as a three on the Enneagram, I want to hide my failures because of like uh, my desire to achieve and be, be looked at as successful. And so I think I had a complicated relationship with failure earlier on, and then on the creative side, like I don't think you do anything creative or you do, you don't do anything really innovative or inspirational without taking ridiculous chances. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know that I can point to one, but I can definitely point to Joshua one nine, mm-hmm. where it says, "Be strong and courageous," and um, and I think that courage. Courage and, fa- and failure have a very um, unique and complicated relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it requires both. The more courage you have, probably the more failure you'll experience. And, and I don't mean just failure like, oh, I'm, we did this and it, uh, and it didn't work. But like even, oh, I failed this person or I failed this mm-hmm. relationship or I failed in this area of my life. And then how do you become resilient to, to re-explore that? And, and mm-hmm. God doesn't ever give us a failing grade on a test, right? Anything that he puts in front of us, if, if we don't conquer it or succeed, we just get a chance to do it, to do it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think probably some of it, you start to see, what are the tests that I keep taking over and over again? I probably should lean in there because I, that means I'm not doing well in this process. Mm -hmm. So,
0: That's powerful. Um, Now, let me ask you this. This is probably an easier question. Are you a coffee drinker? I don't know this about you.
1: I'm not. I wish I was. Yeah, I wish I was. I like everything about coffee shops except for the taste of coffee. I like the smell. I like the vibe. I like the art of the roasting of the beans, all of that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it all tastes like coffee, and it's kind of gross.
0: Well, I mean. Which I I
1: just lost. We just lost like 90% of the people.
0: I'm kind because of dying they're like, this inside guy, a little This bit. guy
1: is a jerk. How <laughs> dare he speak that way of God's nectar?
0: You would be surprised though, because now that I've started actually asking people if they drink coffee yeah. instead of assuming they do, because I do with Enneagram 1 over here, um, I've been surprised. <laughs> so many more people don't drink it that share their becoming stories, and it makes me a little sad. But it's okay. So, what is your favorite, like your go-to drink? If you were going to a coffee shop to hang out, have a conversation with somebody, what are you ordering?
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, probably it's a little bit seasonal, right? So, um, I, I, I like I'll drink tea. Okay. I just drink a lot of water now. I mean, I used to drink Coke Zero at like a unhealthy level, but I've I've tried to move it to water and then. I do. I do enjoy a sugar-free Red Bull pretty frequently. So uh, those are like the, the, my go-tos, but I'm I'm really trying to um, go the Tom Brady route and just be completely water at some point. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but that's kind of like the long-term journey.
0: That's legit. Like, and yeah. kind of hardcore. I, no, I,
1: I've, and again, I'm not, I don't know that I have the discipline to do it, but I I believe in
0: you. You got this. Well, thank
1: you. Thank you You're welcome.
0: So if you were going to a coffee shop for the vibes and you get a cup of water, okay, and somebody else, maybe they're drinking a latte, maybe they're doing some water too. I don't know. Right, Um, right.
1: Living living crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to encourage them on their own becoming journey. What would you say? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm, Such a good question. Um, I think I would say at first, like, Uh, You're going to die and God's not surprised. And instantly they're going to be like, wow, you are the least motivating person in the world. But the truth is like, we're all, we all only have a certain amount of time. So what are you going to do with that time while you have it? Like you're going to die. And so since that's a truth and a fact, what can we do or what do we need to do between today and that day to maximize your your presence and existence, right? And so I believe that we're responsible for stewardship and effort. God's responsible for results. Mm -hmm. And so as long as we are giving great effort and we are stewarding with the best intentions and the best of our ability, then God steps in and does the rest. So if you're on your journey and you're trying to become who God's created you to be, what's that next thing that you need to put effort to and Mm -hmm. to steward well to get to that place?
0: No, that is powerful. Um, and if somebody was looking back at you at that coffee shop and asked a follow up question and they just want to know, Brewster, like, what's the one or two things? Like, I hear you and I want to show up with my best effort. I want to give my best. Like, how, what's a tangible step that they can take?
1: Uh, um, I would say the first step is. Um, the first thing you got to do is evaluate where you're spending the first and best parts of your time. If the first and best parts of your time are being spent, Mm -hmm. hearing God and hearing what he has next for your life today, not like next, like the next deal or the next opportunity or the next Mm -hmm. song that you're going to write, but the next minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this really powerful thing last night. Um, and I had never put I'd never made this correlation before, but anytime that God moves, it's preceded by God speaking. Ooh. And so what is God speaking? Mm-hmm. Sound, his sound precedes his his action, right? So what is God speaking over your life and into your life? And if you don't know what that is, then that's your next step, finding out what that is. And then if you know what that is, it's having the courage to do what he's asked you to do, which may be getting out of a boat and walking on water, or it may be crossing a a sea, or it may be living in a wilderness. And those aren't punishments, they're opportunities. So
0: that is powerful. And what you just shared right there, I mean, in real time, this is what God's speaking to Emily um, through a lot of coaching with Jackie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, stepping into this year, it has been about what is God awakening me to. What is He saying? And I just I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's so powerful. Um, yeah. You know, Brewster. Somebody was listening to your story today, and they wanted to connect with you online. They wanted to follow your journey, um, yeah. get some of the inspiration you share on Instagram. <laughs> Where can people connect with you online?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Instagram is the best place right now. I'm I, I'm fully aware. And the pioneer in me knows the value of TikTok and that I need to be investing more time there. But I'm, I just haven't had the margin to get my head around how to do it. But um, Instagram is the, the place to go, B underscore R-E-W-S-T-E-R.
0: Yes. And we will have that linked for you all in the show notes so you can easily awesome. follow Brewster. Um, thank you for who you are. Thank you for Aww. just investing in me. I love Team Brewster. You guys are the best.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure to get to be a small part of your story. And thank you for letting me share a little bit today.
0: Thank you.